0: The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg, entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC.
1: Welcome everyone to Joan Hamburg and to the Joan Hamburg Show and podcast. And I actually have our boss on with me today, John Katsimatidis. And I know you've heard about him. You listen to him on the radio. He writes, this guy really does everything. And he's got a book out called How Far Do You Want to Go? And the subtitle, Lessons from a Common Sense Billionaire. And the truth is, he almost makes it sound too easy. Like when I finished John's book, I thought, what did I do wrong? You know, he's a billionaire. He paid his dues. He started involvement in politics from the time he was a little kid and look where he's going and where he's gone and his kids are like him and his wife they're all going out there and grabbing for the stars and catching them so congratulations on the book and on everything when you finish john did it change your opinion of the country of your life or was it interesting to stand back and say, this is me and my story? No, I had a mission
0: in life uh, uh, between writing the book and its many, many missions. Uh, one, uh, I wanted uh, my kids to know where they came from, uh, how, it, how it happened. And I want my grandkids to come someday to know about that, too. Uh, that was one mission. Another mission is uh, that uh, uh, I worked very hard in uh, so many charities, uh, and one of my favorites was the Police Athletic League, and we had a mission, uh, and uh, Bob Morgenthau taught me that mission. And you knew Bob Morgenthau, I'm sure everybody knew I Bob. Did, of Morgenthau. course, uh, for fifty years he was dedicated to the Police Athletic League. I've worked there for 40 years, and and my mission is to take the kids of uh, our inner cities uh, and give them a chance to become successful. And what the Police Athletic League does is the the kids in Harlem, Bedford, Stuyvesant, in our poorer neighborhoods. Uh, Senator Moynihan wrote about 20, 30 years ago, how the biggest problem in our inner cities was 30% of the families are uh, one-parent families. And uh, when kids finish school, they go hang out in the candy store, they go hang out in the pizza store, and they end up getting in trouble. So that was the reason we created the PAL centers for them to have some place to go. Uh, right. The problem with Senator it uh, uh, was 30%. Now it's worse. It's seventy percent. Yeah. So uh, we uh, we uh, uh, Mr. Morgenthau dedicated his life to uh, helping those kids of the inner city. Uh, I'm you know I'm a chairman now, and I'm dedicating my life to to help those kids in the inner city. I remember so many events we had with those kids, and there'd be a hundred kids standing in a corner, and I'd be there with with uh, Commissioner Kelly or Commissioner Bratton, and I I, I point to those kids and I said, see those 100 kids in that corner right there? Can we save 20 of them? Can we Mm -hmm. save 30 of them? And that was another mission uh, of taking care of our uh, inner cities and and, and so many uh, charities that my wife and myself are involved in. in, in our city The the, the, the next thing is uh, Our city Our state Our country is in trouble There's an attack In so many directions And that's one of the reasons I bought WABC To get the truth out And my right. mission is every, every reporter we have or Every uh, I said get the truth out And uh, And uh, when somebody tries to skew the truth, that's the only time I get angry. Uh, and uh, uh, I guess I, today I work harder than I did ten years ago. Um, but the the other thing we try to accomplish, uh, Joan, is only in America, the land of opportunity. Uh, my two grandfathers came over in 1913 and, uh, they were looking for the streets paved with gold and there, there's so many ways, uh, to succeed in America, uh, but you got to keep your nose clean. Uh, and, uh, uh, and there's so many zigs and zags in the road, uh, on page 255 of the book, um, we quote 16 things that you have to look out for to become successful. Um, and I'll tell you, um, have you read the book at all, John?
1: Yes, I finished the book yesterday.
0: And what it? you think? What, what part did you like the most? Which part didn't you like the most?
1: Well I was first of all I must say that I was really impressed because you know you think you know everyone's story but you don't and then when you hear all the odds you grew up in West Harlem and I love that because how many people can go to a group of kids and say look at me I grew up like you I grew up in this neighborhood and look what I've done And you're no different. You could do the same thing. And how you achieved that business success while never giving up on this country, I was fascinated by that. We're living in a country that seems to be so divided during these days. And often I feel no one is really listening, but your strong belief in the promise of America really makes a difference because you've been there, done that. And I was curious, even when you finished the book and had a chance to reflect and look back, did you realize what you did and what you've accomplished? And you're just in the middle, you're starting with all of these things and you've taught these lessons to your kids and people are listening. So. I was fascinated by the difference that people can make who really want to and overlook things because like all successful entrepreneurs and business people, you've had your failures as well as your successes, but you didn't let them cripple you. You just got up and pushed ahead, and it makes a huge difference. I thought it was very optimistic and very encouraging and also very important. And I liked how you proposed to Margot, your wife. Do you remember that story you wrote about? I
0: that story, I was there and uh, uh, I was in a room of 400 people and a lot of them didn't like her. Uh, and uh, I figured what better place for me to propose to her than a room full of people that didn't like her. And uh, <laughs> what the heck, you know? Um, uh, She's always been the sunshine in my life. She's always uh, been there, no matter bad days, good days, whatever. She's always there to make me smile uh, and uh, make me f- feel good. And uh, and every businessman, if you don't have a home uh, where uh, uh, you have a supporting wife, it makes life
1: harder. Right. And before your supporting wife, you had a supporting mother who thought and knew that her boy walked on magic air and i think that's every a mother great feels gift like
0: that about son. Every mother of course every mother
1: like about son. of course and,
0: uh, and my my mother was very very supportive and uh, uh margo my wife was very very supportive and and that always helps uh, but uh, within life I, you know i like I told you about page 255. Right. And success comes with sacrifices, Joan. And the people have to know that. You know, when all my friends were going on ski weekends, I was working. When all my friends were going to football games on Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon, I was working. Uh, people say to me, how come you're a Yankee fan and not a Met fan? Well... When the Mets came to, to, to New York, were created in New York, I was working seven days a week. I never knew who the Mets were. Uh, the Yankee fans, my grandfather took me to my first Yankee game, and I fell in love with them. I could name you every team. I could name you every every player on, on what, and what base they were playing. Uh, mm-hmm. So I love New York, and right now New York is in trouble. And if we don't all stand up and help New York, we're going to lose New York. And that's my biggest uh, uh, fear. Uh, I, um, uh, I am talking to—I talk to the governor. I talk to the mayor. You know, I support them. Uh, and the governor's problem is that uh, uh, she, her hands are tied between the state senate and the state uh, assembly. Uh, the mayor— We have 51 city council seats coming up uh, this uh, November. If people care about New York City, you have to vote for common sense. I don't care if you vote Democratic. I don't care if you vote Republican. But vote for the person of common sense. The people that are yelling, I've, I've said to the police commissioner, I've said to the mayor, the people that are yelling, defund the police. Well, how about if we defund their district first and, and, and advertise it in their uh, city council district? Well, if, you, if your, your, your city council person wants to defund the police, so if you dial 911 in York City Council District, maybe we won't respond. Maybe we'll put twice as many police officers in, in, in the city council seats, the districts that they don't want to defund I mean, something has to ring a bell in people's ears when they go to vote this November for us to save New York City. And that's my mission right now, is to save New York, save New York State, uh, do whatever I can to do it, do it on the radio, do it in the newspapers, uh, do it in person. And uh, the same way with our country, what's going with our borders, it's, it's a crime.
1: And, and those border problems are coming all the way to New York. What say yeah. you, uh, Joe? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. We, we always felt a little smug. We were in New York. We didn't have those kind of problems. But suddenly, our eyes are opening. We do have these problems. And I was also interested in whether it was a Democrat or a Republican. You were interested in both. And took care of both sides. I grew up as a Democrat. Yeah. I and ran
0: the, campaign in New York City for a while. I uh, I ran Jerry Nadler's
1: campaign when he was running for borough president. Yeah. So, and you did all that as a kid, too. I did it as a kid. I worked for
0: William Fitz Ryan uh, on the west side of Manhattan uh, when I was 14 years old. Uh, Look, New York is the greatest city in the world, and we can't let it fall down.
1: But let me ask you, you know so many politicians. You've been involved since you were in your 20s, even younger. You cared. Why don't you choose to run, or do you now? New York is in my opinion, desperately in need of real leadership and people we can believe and people we can trust, not just a talking game, but we need people who know how to do it, get in the trenches, understand, and know how to talk to people. But we have a lot of people who don't want to run. No,
0: it's not a fact. I mean, I I was in Washington the other day and I told the big secret. And said, "Well, what's the secret?" I said, "There was a there, there was a scenario where uh, Governor Pataki wanted to run for another uh, term, and he was going to have me as his lieutenant governor. It, it didn't happen. So I, you know, it just. Uh, but we, it almost happened. But it could happen. You never know what happens in the future.
1: That's for sure. You
0: know, now, now that listen, uh, being seventy-five or eighty or above." I think the way uh, people take care of themselves these days and, and help
1: them, they're, they're physically tw- and mentally 20 years younger. It's true. And people can do, but they have to want to do it, which is what well, you I did. Am
0: today. I am working harder today than I did 10 years ago. I am dedicated. I will do what I have to do to, to, to make sure my kids and grandkids to come have a future.
1: Can we get people to listen again?
0: Well, we're going we're gonna to have the big bugle out there, and uh, we're going to make sure people listen.
1: Well, they have to read your book first. I'm talking to John Katz and Matitis, How Far Do You Want to Go? Lessons from a Common Sense Billionaire. And it's interesting and because you didn't America. grow up like that, huh?
0: No, no, I grew up on the poor side of town. And the book is available on the Barnes and Noble and on Amazon. Also on wabcradio.com. If you order your book through them, you get an autograph. And after you finish reading it, if you sell it on eBay, you get twice as much back if it's because it's autographed.
1: That's our guy. And that's why he became a millionaire, a billionaire. And John points out that we need to come together and that we have to listen. It's a one thing to talk, it's another thing to listen and to respect other people's point of views and also to respect freedom of speech and not constantly try to repress it. Thank you, John. Fascinating look. Dr. Hamburg,
0: at... you've been a remarkable lady all your life and 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 you're still kicking it hard and keep going and I'm going to give you your 100th birthday party.
1: I can't wait. Let's hope I can get out of a chair by then. Thank you, John. I look forward. Me Take too. Care. John Katsimatidis, how far do you want to go? Lessons from a common sense billionaire. And he's going to give me when I get to be 100 a birthday party, and I'll make sure a lot of you are invited. I'm Joan Hamburg, and you're listening to your favorite station, W-A-B-C. More to come.